This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to a brand new episode of Paranormal Dads. This is your co-host, Eddie. I'm Andy. And I'm your special guest, Kenzie. A.K.A. my wife. We got a paranormal. We got a paranormal mom. <laughs> <laughs> Please join us as we go in search of the monsters, myths, and mysteries that surround us on this brand new episode of Paranormal Dads. Folks, here we are. Uh, we always start out with recent sightings, and it was my rotation to pick a topic for that. And I'm winging it. I have no notes. I have no research. I uh, You could call me lazy, but I'm kind of going off of things that people have told me lately. And improv recent sightings. That's right. And uh, for many of you know, uh, I, as my profession, I'm a psychic medium, and the, one of the cool parts about that is we get... Uh, contact with a lot of people who've had paranormal happenings and for reasons that uh, I'm not sure if anybody can fully explain lately we've caught wind of a lot of people encountering the same phenomena which is scary enough having their toes or feet or ankles touched or pinched or pulled or caressed Rubbed, perhaps? <laughs> I like Licked. caressed. Licked. <laughs> Kinky ghost. This little piggy. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> wee, 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 wee. All the way home. Uh, a lot of people have, have uh, commented on my Facebook page and even sent me uh, emails l- lately saying that they've had their feet messed with at the foot of their bed by an unseen presence in the room. Uh, for most of these people, that was really startling, kind of scary. Um, you know, and it, it kind of makes you, if nothing else, it makes you want to sleep with your feet tucked inside the covers. Am I wrong? That's, yes, at least. Are you, are you going to tell them about? Well, I put a gun in my foot. <laughs> a gun in your foot. Foot guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andy, you should back up a little bit okay. and kind of tell them what led us to this Okay. Discovery. I'll lay the groundwork. So um, a couple months back, I think March it was, uh, we were contacted by my great aunt. So uh, it was my grandmother's sister. She lives out in Missouri. And uh, they were having, uh, suddenly, unexpectedly, out of nowhere, uh, good old down-to-earth country folk, no interest in the paranormal whatsoever. And suddenly their trailer, which was right along the, the side of a highway, was a hotbed of paranormal activity. Like severely haunted. Severely haunted. To the point where the poor lady, she's in her mid-80s, she was having her her toes touched. She was having her feet touched. She was having this uh, presence uh, touch her on the leg, uh, working its way up the bed to lay down its head on her pillowcase. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. So, So what do we do? We hightail it down there with our three-year-old daughter. <laughs> you run towards the danger with your child. We are child. terrible parents. <laughs> and you're basically the guardians of the galaxy. You took baby Groot with you on a battle. I am Groot. <laughs> and it just it just escalated in a, in a really comic, comical way. So with all the activity they had going on inside the trailer, we had no babysitting options for Sky here in Omaha. So we said, okay, we're going to take her with us, but she's not setting one foot inside that trailer. No way, no how. So we get there, Kenzie goes in, and along with Amanda, a friend of ours, and scoped it out and said, eh, it's not too bad. Okay, we did have a couple of weird things. So as soon as we walked in, okay, so we had an EMF meter and we had something called a K2 meter. So right off the bat, we walked in and those things are off the charts. Okay. Okay. So. But I mean, it wasn't like projectile vomiting and no one's head was spinning around in circles and my it favorite wasn't kind on of fire. Vomiting, I want to <laughs> My favorite kind. It's the best kind. Out of all the vomiting, it's your favorite. You're gonna waste time. Launch it across the room. <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad that we could justify keeping Sky outside. It was getting right. kind of chilly, so we, we went inside. And then as it got darker, we 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 had already booked a motel room, and so we said, okay, well maybe we should go back to the motel. But we hadn't really gathered as much evidence as we wanted. 
So he said, okay, maybe maybe we'll just stay the night here. And and then as the night grew on, Sky was getting really sleepy and the couch wasn't really comfortable. And we said, well, maybe we'll stay the night here and me and Kenzie and our daughter our daughter Sky will sleep in, in the bed that all the activity's happening. What? So we did. <laughs> so we did. In the bed. In the bed. In the bed. We're all, all the, the activity, toe, The hoodoo is going on. Yeah. It's happening. So? Yes. And I felt in the middle of the night I may have been poked on the side. I, too, was poked in the side. What's up with the side? Not sides, in the bed. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I was walking around and I got poked in the side. So anyway, long story short, we gathered some, um, you know, some evidence of some weird stuff that was going on there. Nothing scary, nothing overly intimidating. So we leave. Long story short, uh, through another family member, we found out that not only did the um, ghost activity remain after we left, it actually got worse. Oh, and my. It, and my poor great aunt. We poked days, the beast. Yeah, yeah we, we, we poked the bear, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Ghost bear. Ghost bear. <laughs> So after we, two days after we leave, we caught wind that my great aunt Vilma, in the middle of the night, the ghost got bold enough to play this little piggy with all of her little toes that were hanging outside the covers. And one by one, she felt an index finger and a thumb pinch each toe going right down the, right down the road there. Right down the line, mm-hmm. one by one. That would make mm-hmm. me angry almost. As a like, good friendship you... would say, oh, hell no. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm-mm. No, these are my toes. <laughs> Not your toes. At least it didn't so, get licked. Oh, I mean, that's, God. That's a whole other level. Man, that's just a, an affront to all things, <laughs> everything. Go shame on you. You know better. So, so what happened after that? So I, I get back, and I kid you not, it was a couple days after I got back, and I had heard that story about the, this little piggy thing. And so, and then the same day, I get an email from a, a client, from a person I didn't even know that didn't know me. She was just reaching out to any old psychic medium she could find online, and she said, hey... Can you explain why this is happening? Last night I have a ghost that's pinching my toes and messing with my ankles, and I want to know how to get rid of it. And so I said, this is insane. Oh, not to mention, a couple weeks before we went down to Missouri, I had the exact same thing in our bedroom upstairs. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yes, you did. Playing this little piggy. Sir? Not that, but not some, that weird. something grabbed my ankle and shook it in the middle of the night, enough that it startled me awake, and I said, oh, bleep. And then the only thing that, I, that gave me any peace of mind at all was our cat was near the foot of the bed and I just convinced myself that it was our cat that did it Yeah, but it wasn't it was a hand that grabbed and locked around my ankle and shook it and so after hearing all these cases I, I put a kind of poll out there on my Facebook page and I said who's had this happen recently and I was kind of blown away by how many people chimed in saying me I have my brother has my cousin has um Grabbing feet and toes. Yeah. I mean, talk about mm-hmm. recent sightings. Why all at once? Talk about a strangely personal recent sightings here. So what's the? do you have any theories on this? Have you seen anything uh, about well, as far as a ghost that likes to grab? And you know what's perfect about tootsies? this is it's kind of an appetizer to your main mystery coming up because we theorize that perhaps a portal had opened up. Um, Ooh. Ooh. You know, maybe on their property out in Missouri, maybe on Earth as a whole, you yeah. know, a, a portal, so to speak, of, uh, you know, it seemed like, I'll put it this way, it seems like during that little window, and it's since subsided, I think, but during that little window, it just seemed like the curtain that separates our dimension from the afterlife was was rather thin. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder if ghosts were just coming and out, just almost like a revolving door at a bank kind of deal. Saw some like weird sign over her house, like she's got great toes, guys. <laughs> great toes. She just, has got some great feet, y'all. Just, just wiggle them. <laughs> just had a pedicure. Got me, got me a mani pedi and They're some clean. French tips. There's no lint. There's no lint under those toenails. Just marvel at them. <laughs> so, trick is, if you don't want your feet messed with, just let your little uh, talons grow out and never clip your toenails. Maybe they'll leave you alone. So, like I'm your fine. Brother Dave. <laughs> like my brother Dave. He's part eagle, part human. He could snatch his prey out of a lake with his toes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just shredding through the tops of his shoes. <laughs> yeah, he does. He wears he holes does, in his socks. He does, literally. Cut your nails, Dave. <laughs> yeah, but he's ghost-free. I can guarantee that. There you go. Exactly. That's how you get, get him away. Or, you know, that's how you get your wife to kick you, too, and you roll over in bed, and you just catch her with the back of your Tyrannosaurus Rex feet, and she's like, ah! 
Animal, cut your toenail. I think that's happened before, yeah, hasn't it? Has. Oh, it has. With that little one that's all like knife sharp. <laughs> the baby toe. So, so, so total like recent occurrence of people being touched on their feet and ankles and such. Well, yeah, and I mean, if any listeners out there have had this go on in your house, you know, hit us up, email, and, and social media, let us know. But uh, from what I've gathered, I mean, it hasn't happened to us in, in a couple months now. And uh, good news, happy ending to this story. Recently caught wind through another family member that Vilma and her husband out in Missouri, uh, just like that, it stopped. Uh, my aunt, Terry, who's actually really intuitive herself, she, um, Vilma's her aunt, and Terry recommended, she had read somewhere, op- she said, hey, Vilma, open up all your doors and all your windows, now that the weather's finally nice, invite the thing to leave, whoever it is, whatever it is. So they did, the very next night, gone. No activity for the first time in over a month. That's crazy. And it hasn't That's came back. Man. Has so funny up. how those things work. It's Just insane. go. Oh, you're right. I should go. <laughs> I mean, I thought I'd stay and play with your toes, but you're right. I should probably go do my own thing. So, I mean, but it's, I've had that work too. Hey, you with the knocking, stop. <laughs> oh, you're right. My bad. Yeah, you <laughs> talked about that, how that knocking <gasps> was a bite on the board. knocking? Oh. It was terrifying. Oh. I don't want to get I mean, I've oh, already said it before. That's I don't, the first I don't time we've heard of that, Eddie. I don't want to bore. You've heard that all the time. Oh, for me? No, no, no. No, from other people. Oh, the yeah. knocking? Knocking, like, was it on the headboard or it was on the rhythmic. wall? It was on the wall right by my head, by the yeah. headboard. And it was rhythmic. And knock, I, I counted knock, it. Knocking it, on heaven's door. One, two, three, four. Knock, 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 knock. One, two, three. Five knocks. One, two, three, four, five. And it'll pause. And then one, two, three, four, five. And then pause. It was always five knocks. It was, was it never... the ghost equivalent of a woodpecker? I don't know. It was not a woodpecker. Because it was, it, was, it, was, it was quiet enough that only I could hear it. Like, you had to be right next to it. And it was just a subtle but very obvious knock, 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 knock. And finally, after weeks... I was like, I just audibly was like, all right, done. You're finished. Be done. I'm, I'm tired of this. And it just stopped. And it just stopped. Never happened Ooh. again. That's not creepy at that all. That freaks me out. <laughs> and one of our podcasts, wasn't there a episode where somebody reported that there was a gnome in their closet who was knocking? Yeah, I think so. It was on another, like that. another podcast called Mysteries Abound. I'd be okay uh, with that, though. I'd be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, there's a gnome in you there. You were okay with knocking, the gnome. With playing the, gnome. the drums, you know, catching a beat. <laughs> you know, but paranormal activity in the bedroom is just always the worst. And, and it that's, always happens in our bedroom, right on my side of the bed. It's always Why? on your side of the bed. You poor thing. I, I can't even imagine. Why? Like, by her nightstand, like, right by your head. We, we had, uh, what was sanctum. it? We had this little dish, and it's it's part of this little waterfall feature. We haven't put water in it for years because it makes us want to pee when we when we listen to the trickling water. Oh, the rocks! But there was rocks and crystals and gemstones in there, and I mean, for a long time when we'd have paranormal activity in the bedroom, it was as if somebody came and stuck their big old fat finger right in the dish of rocks and swirled it around. And it's a distinct sound to hear rocks. Being clinking. fiddled with, yeah. yeah. And we have together. a cat, and automatically the first thought was it could have been Darwin. And, of course, Darwin was asleep in his cat bed. That's the worst. You think oh. it's the cat, and you look at the yeah. cat's dead asleep. Well, you shine your flashlight over there hoping that that's the case, and, you know, your heart falls into your stomach a little bit when he, he's not there, and then you shine it over, and he's sound asleep on the dog bed with our with our dog. So, well, and then, then there was a time you were poked in the butt. Oh, I forgot about the butt. The butt incident? Yep. Right in the <laughs> Right in the keister. That's the name oh. of this podcast now. <laughs> of this episode. Right in the butt. The butt, in- the butt incident. <laughs> the great butt incident of 2017. Oi, Andy, we mustn't stop till we find the great butt incident <laughs> caper. Well, might as well tell the story. I guess we're off you the hinges have, now. You have but, to. Well, well, you know, it's, it's in the same wheelhouse. I don't even remember house. the whole thing. Well, what like, happened? Every, well, being messed Things with. happen so often on my side of the bed that I just... I've become accustomed to it. What happened? I was taking myself a nice little bath. Don't judge. Don't hate. Oh, yep. I remember now. All with, right. With cucumbers on your eyes. Well, there's no bubbles if that saves face at all. <laughs> but I was, I was taking a... Manly bubbles. I was taking a hot <laughs> bath, and Kenzie was right around the corner in our bedroom folding laundry on the bed. And um, I'm, I, I think I had a rough day or something, which is why I was taking a bath. And I say a little little prayer, little request, if you will, to my guardian angels, just saying, hey, you know, give me a sign or message that you guys are around. Hallelujah. Then I got out, and I'm drying off, standing right next to the to the tub, and I hear Kenzie around the corner say, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? What's up, girl? And she's like, why'd you poke me? Oh, yeah, and I even reached over to swat your hand away, but your hand wasn't there. Wasn't there. <gasps> nope. 
And I was like, I, it wasn't me. I'm in the bathroom around the corner. I haven't been in the bedroom. And, uh, but it was, I mean, if you went to swat it, it was clearly something physical and, and hard enough that you felt it and thought it was me. I did. I don't know. Oh, man. And then I thought it's time for me to beat up a ghost. You know, if you're getting you fresh. Your getting fresh. Getting but fresh. It, but it grabs your butt cheeks. That's not fair. Poked, yeah. Oh, poked yeah. her. Poked yeah. her. Now butt. if it pinched, yeah, we'd be having issues. I've also been touched while in the bathtub. Yep. Naked. Yep. yep. Naughty, naughty mm-hmm. ghosts with their feet yep. and their buns. Oh god! <laughs> Come on, ghosts, have a sense of de- decency. <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So, but you know, we should take a poll. Would you rather have a foot massage or a butt poke by by a ghost? There you go. You know? we, should. <laughs> we should. We should. We really should. We need some context on our Facebook page because you, you can do polls. Would yeah, you yeah. rather Twitter poll? <laughs> yeah, touch poked in the poked on the butt, <laughs> or uh, have your toes massaged. Well, that's that's what I've got for recent sightings. Don't Man. know exactly how or why. Maybe a portal. Maybe who knows? Um, but if you have uh, your feet, if your feet are being messed with, if you're getting poked in the keister, try opening up your doors and windows and. Invite the, uh, the the creatures to, to leave you alone. Or let your toenails grow. Or let your toenails grow. It's time for Pop, Culture, and the Paranormal. Well, I uh, admittedly am probably the only person on the face of Earth who hasn't seen The Matrix, but I'm going to lead us into pop culture with talking about The Matrix. Not just the movie, but also The Matrix Theory. Here we go. Yes, this so... Pre- this this did make me a little sad. Like, when I saw that as an actual theory. But we'll get into it. I'll I tell know. you why. I'll tell you it, why. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, we'll and discuss. me too. It took me a while to come to terms with Wait this might actually be a thing. So I'm just going to read a quick 15 facts about the Matrix movie, Um, and I'm getting this from IFC.com, so I'll just kind of quickly go over this, and then we can talk about the Matrix theory. So um, the film actually started off as a comic book. Yes, it did. That's crazy. (laughs) You already knew that, right? Being a big comic book nerd. I did. I had no idea. It's in my wheelhouse. Um, The unnamed city you see in the Matrix is actually Sydney, Australia. Oh, that I didn't know. So like so in the movie that there there is no they don't refer to the city by a name then just the city it's just the city yeah huh interesting right. um, the studio didn't want the Wachowskis to yep. direct that makes sense oh okay so those are the directors mm-hmm. okay no, the Wachowski not brothers now the the Wachowski siblings okay ah, they used okay. to be brothers one went through a oh okay process. I oh. did hear about yeah. that okay. okay a change yep okay. Because um, they were like unproven, this, right? And they didn't want oh, any yeah. unproven. And, uh, and, and it was ambitious as all get out to do a movie like this. So it was very like what? And, but smart idea because it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. And the martial arts choreographer Yuan Wu Ping created the film's elaborate stunts and wire work. Oh, okay. That's awesome. All right. Well, that makes sense. And both Will Smith and Nicolas Cage turned down the role of Neo. Wouldn't that be weird to think of? Nicholas Cage, though. I'm glad we didn't have that as a... <laughs> He's weird. He's weird enough to play he that. He could be an alien. Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, and also Leonardo DiCaprio were all considered before they finally chose Keanu Reeves. You know, it's yeah. funny when you hear these things of what actor almost played what roles in a movie. Did you guys know that um, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, that role almost went to Tom Selleck? Oh, I did hear that. And it's weird because you can almost That's, picture him. I can almost also. see it. Yeah, yeah, you can almost see that too. Yeah. But a- anyway. But we did get quickly down under. So there you go. <laughs> we, we got that one. Um, another one kind of on that. Fa- uh, let's see. Russell Crowe, Sean Connery, and Samuel L. Jackson could have been Morpheus. Dang. And they declined. And so then, like, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne took yeah. the role. Which he, he was so good. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. The actors had to brush up on their philosophy before be- the production began. So they all had to read Simulcra and Simulation and Out of Control. And so basically just a whole bunch of books that went along with the Matrix theory. So cool. I guess I wanted them to get in the right headspace, yep. right? To yep. be prepared for like an alternate reality kind of movie. Yeah. Weird. 
So this one really kind of fascinates me. The filmmakers color-coded the movie. So basically, mm. all of the scenes that were that took place in the Matrix had a tint of green. Oh. And then the scenes that took place in reality were blue. That's kind of cool. I like it. I wonder you if anybody picked up on that. I wonder if anybody really picked up on that. It had a sheen of kind of green. I do, if yeah. You, if you think about it, it really did. Yeah. And I guess you can do that with a lot of movies. You know how s- some movies look really gritty? Yeah. Different filters. Yeah, the filters. Mm-hmm. Like, you can really do a lot with that. It's so funny how it changes the feel of it. It does. It really does. Uh, Hugo Weaving didn't have to look far for his inspiration for his character. He modeled Agent Smith's voice after the Wachkowskis themselves. Oh, there you go. Am I saying that wrong? Wachowski? It's the Wachowskis. Wach- Wachowskis. Yeah. Okay. The lead actors trained every day for four months in order to pull off all the fight scenes. Yep. Yep, I can see that. Those are pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Keanu Reeves had cervical spine surgery prior to the training period that forced him to wear a neck brace throughout. Huh. Wow. So what, he'd wear a neck brace and then he'd pop it off for the scenes? And had That's it. crazy. That's crazy. That guy is nuts, though, the way he does stuff. Yeah. Hugo Weaving had to undergo hip surgery after being injured during fight training. Hmm. Dang. Neo and Trinity's three-minute lobby shootout took ten days to shoot. That's a crazy scene. That's crazy. It's so cool. Uh, The sunglasses for each character were custom designed by Blind Design. And and here's the last one. The iconic bullet time effect was conceived and created specially for The Matrix. Yep. I think at the I always time, wanted to know how they created that shot. So yeah. it's like a 360 degree view of mm. that's crazy. Yeah. It just fascinates well, me. And that technology was like absolutely ahead of its time. You mm-hmm. know, for that for that time period, almost like an Avatar. Yep. You know, when Avatar finally came out, there had never been a movie like that with that level of special effects. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the paranormal part of this comes in why. You know, do you want to talk about why you chose this as a, as pop culture in the paranormal, honey? Yeah, the so the Matrix theory in itself just really, really fascinates me and scares me at the same time. And I'm with you. Yeah, so why does it make you sad, Eddie? Well, first, should we tell people what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. okay. So the Matrix it theory, is. so it's basically a theory that our reality that we're in um, is the Matrix, basically. And there's a lot of people out there, like Cynthia Sue Larson, she kind of studies this and finds different glitches, I guess, that people see that kind of mm-hmm. prove that, well, I don't know, prove, but kind of help theorize that we're in the Matrix. Right. She, I think she calls them, uh, and she she's... She calls them, ta- or what does she call them? Shifts. Reality shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or and people. I've had a couple of these myself. Also like known just as the Mandela things. effect, if anyone's heard oh, of the Mandela yeah. effect. Yeah. You know, like a hiccup in the space-time fabric that, like, um, alters... Changes reality. Yeah. Changes I don't know how well I explain that. But some no. other theories, like, some other theorists say that maybe we're, like, aliens planted us here. Or, like, um, and, I don't know, we're, we're a video game. Like, it's just crazy. That's There's all kinds of theories that kind of go along with the Matrix right. theory. So. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I think it does in the Matrix the big the big shift was that there were still people but that we were the people were actually plugged into literally plugged into the Matrix and that this machine utilized the human body as a giant battery. And and later on it was revealed that maybe they weren't batteries but that like the machines were actually trying to actually save humanity in, in a different twist. We'll get into that later. But but the big thing was that I read about Matrix theory for us is that we may not actually have physical bodies at all. Like there isn't there isn't an Eddie that has a shaved head who's floating in some cocoon somewhere with with a with a cable stabbed into my forehead that's keeping me aware. So we could just be like a consciousness or a computer code. program or right. a code. We're just code. That and, scares and me. And that the code is so complicated that we don't know we're code. And then it gets it gets even deeper in the sense that and I, this is where I become I hate when I do this, but I just have to do this when I just go like some guy said this some time <laughs> ago. But a few years back, there was an actual. Um, I, I don't think he worked for NASA, but he was somehow plugged into NASA, but he was some sort of theoretical physicist, super science amazing dude, and basically the idea was that by analyzing everything, 
everything from molecular structures to the, the, the radio waves to light pad, that there is a actual code within reality. And that when you start breaking everything down to its basic parts, it's all a series of ones and zeros. So you're talking like Binary string code. theory, yeah, kind of, yeah. which I think is like the interconnectedness. It's like the code of our existence, right? Like, basically. like, like it is basically like this is essentially a, an elaborate version of binary: on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. Right. And that you do it enough times, and you get an Andy, or you get a Kenzie, or you get an Eddie. Right. And we don't. They must have scrambled it pretty good to get you, buddy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm definitely an aberrant program. Like, at some point, I'm gonna self self delete or something. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. No. Shut down initiated. But but the thing is, it's like the reason why it scares me, and maybe you can add to this too, is that it completely removes a lot of things. That we would otherwise hold kind of dear, I think. Like an afterlife. Like spirituality, spirituality. afterlife. Maybe even destiny, the notion destiny. of that. Maybe there is destiny it's, and we can't escape it no matter how we try. I know. I struggle with this between being a spiritual person and being a scientific person. It just scares the crap out of me. What if like we when we die we're where there's nothing, or you, you pop out of, or you, know, you pop, the, out. pop out of the simulation. Well, but the you matrix, wake up and you're like, oh, this was a simulation, right? I mean, the <laughs> end of the end of Men in Black kind of like played with that as an idea too. Where if you remember at the very end, it kept zooming out and out and out and out, and you saw galaxies, and then the galaxies turned into little bubble universes, and the bubble universes turned into something else, and then it was a marble, and it was a pile of marbles. And then all of a sudden, this little alien kid grabs all the marbles and throws them in a little bag and, and runs off to go catch up with his parents. He's, he's playing with these marbles that actually house I know. galaxies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, it, that's where Matrix, the Matrix theory, I think, is actually strangely compelling in a lot of ways. Because I think on some level, and this is where the Matrix movie really taps into this, where they go, There's, don't you sometimes feel like something is just wrong with reality? Mm-hmm. That something isn't quite right and we all feel that uh, at some point or in time and maybe not a lot of people do but i don't know i think everybody or a lot of people at some point oh yeah absolutely feeling like they don't quite fit in their own body sometimes well then you have other things like deja vu right you know what is that is that a is that a glitch is that you you know a, a, a bug in the system that you're feeling like you experience the same thing twice and then what about past life memories you know, it makes you wonder, you know, uh-huh. past lives and the notion of reincarnation are our past lifetimes, almost previous versions of our same software. Replicated so like you're, programs. you're Eddie, you know. Or we're uh, in just a different simulation. You're 8.0 and next lifetime you'll be Eddie 9.0, etc. I, mean, I mean, think about how code works. I mean, if you're writing a piece of code and then you want to copy that code, you just copy the code and then paste it into another spreadsheet and then you have another version of that program and then it keeps going and going. These and going. are the things that keep me awake at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> so would, it, would twins be just like a copy and paste? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen t-shirts. The, Matrix, like, yeah. the Matrix programs. Like, yeah. I'm making two of this. I don't care. It's and it's also strangely liberating too, in a way, because then you're like, well, if I am in the matrix, then it doesn't really matter. But then you got to be careful, because then nothing ever matters. Now you're a nihilist, and everything <laughs> crumbles apart, and it's all meant to catch on fire. Well, my take so for for people who you know might not be who if, if this kind of bums you out to hear this, and you know if it makes a person question their spirituality or heaven or an afterlife, my take on it is. It's still good news. You know, if you're looking for an afterlife and the fact that we're eternal beings, it's still true if our entire existence is a make is a matrix because then you could have another version of yourself. You could have another life, a reboot, right. a, uh, you know, in, in addition to the software, an upgrade. I have a, a, a mind bend for you, too. What if, you know, just like in a video game, you know, there's another level and that's all heaven and all that it really is. You're still in the matrix. You never yeah. left. You just went to a different part of it. It's like in Mario when you warp. Exactly. You hit the warp tube and you go to a different dimension. Buddha, buddha, buddha. Penny heaven. You're up in the clouds, jumping there's, around. Yeah, there's so many different angles you could go with this Matrix theory. Like, what if we're all, what if we're aliens? What if we're, like, floating around in a spaceship mm-hmm. trying to get to a different planet mm-hmm. and just to keep our minds busy, we're in a simulation living these lifetimes? Right. I don't know. Well, in the entire Crazy. duration of human existence, roughly 200,000 years, sure. Homo sapiens, that's nothing. That's getting to another like so if we are on a ship 
and this is just a video game to pass the time while we sleep and while we're, while we're in our pods on the way to the planet, 200,000 years is nothing. There's tons no. of planets out there that are 200,000 right. and, and millions and billions of light years away. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's entirely possible. The, the theory is, like, there's, there's so many le- levels and layers to it that you could really just kind of go forever and think about this, you know? I love it. I love it, but it's also terrifying. I know. That's why I it said it. It fascinates like, uh-huh. me and scares the crap out of me. Yeah. I, you know, what was one other thing about the Matrix theory, too? Oh, one thing I loved about the Matrix movies, excuse me, was that they really played a lot with uh, Buddhist um, sensibilities and, and philosophy as well. When one of the big, one of the big takeaways from the Matrix, was it the first one or the second one? I think it was the first one, was that uh, there is no spoon. And that was the big, the big thing that that Neo had to learn, and, that, and that's how he was able to manipulate the Matrix, was that once he realized nothing was real, then he could play with the rules of reality. Now, like it was a dream, right? It wasn't just him. I mean, only he could do it that to that to that level. But that was one of the big takeaways from that movie's philosophy was that nothing is truly real. And Kenzie's about ready to flip Oh my out, gosh, so. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm bursting at the seams here. So that kind of goes. Uh, I don't know what's the what's it called? Cloud, cloudy racing. That kind of goes along. Uh, it, this is just way out there, guys. But there's this thing called cloudy racing. So if you concentrate on a cloud you're supposed to be able to erase it with your mind and Andy and I were were total weirdos but we actually put this to test and it worked it's just crazy and so if you can uh, you can shape reality with your mind I mean that kind of goes along with what they're saying in the movie. I know it sounds weird. It's it is weird. It's crazy. And I, I, I we talk about people thinking I'm a crazy person. We talk about lizard men and <laughs> and all sorts of. I stuff. can erase clouds with my mind. Well, we caught wind of it through my aunt, and she had heard it from somebody else who had heard it from a book, and she was like, "Okay, I have officially lost my mind, but let me try it." No harm, no foul. So she sat on her back deck and tried it, found a little white wispy cloud in the sky, and with her mind, you almost like imagining an eraser, like it evaporated within about 10 seconds of staring at it. So she told me, and I'm like, okay, this is getting into really weird territory. So me and Kenzie tried it, and sure, as you know what, it actually worked. I tried worked. it first, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I just erased a cloud with my mind. Andy thought it was nuts, and so we put it, we did scientific testing we sat out on our balcony and i said okay you see that piece of cloud right there you look at it and i'm gonna erase it and so we watched each other erase certain parts of the sky it was just nuts now it might not work on a on a you know thirty thousand foot thundercloud yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna do it so far we just have little wispy clouds but can i erase (laughs) bills that's what i really want to work on there is no bill yeah, that's the that's, reality. Then there you go. You get into the law of attraction there. Yes, exactly. you can. Exactly. You can, Eddie. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's amazing. Crazy. You know, but oh. th- this whole concept is just mind-blowing. I mean, truthfully, it's it's deep enough. It could have been the main mystery, but it's it's pop culture because it is a movie. And, um, yeah, it, it is. It, it does become really dreamlike in the movie where Neo is like, you know, where he realizes that he can do anything with his mind. And it, and it reminds me of that one scene where he's like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, and just like that, he just knew it. Like, he had been fighting his whole life, and he yeah. just knew it. Like, it downloaded immediately. Right. right. He became an expert. I mean, he still had to get the, the body stuff down, but he yeah. like, knew how to do it immediately. Ah! That was like in my dream last night, where I kicked a bad guy's butt. <laughs> I knew karate. <laughs> I woke up, yeah, and I was like, I must do karate. <laughs> and Kenzie looked at you and goes, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, it's just me in front of Rich Cloud. I don't want her to know Kung Fu because she has this oh my thing God. with her neck. Don't even look at my neck. She's a, she has a very ticklish neck, so if I hug her or if kiss he her, get to, if I even neck, look at her, she'll strike like, him in yeah. the throat. Dude, it's like instinctual. There's been times strikes. where I accidentally got too close to her neck and she like elbowed me in the face. I'm telling you, man. The neck is off limits. Mm-mm. So, Well, do the thing where like the neck isn't real. <laughs> it's just code. The neck does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great choice, honey, for oh my uh, pop culture. I, wish I didn't explain that very well. No, you did amazing. so many different angles. It's just hard to... 
like, put like, it in one like Andy definition. Said, this would almost be better to do a whole podcast on at some point. I know. Like I could talk whole, all day about the Matrix. The whole Matrix. It's crazy. You know, but piggybacking off of this, if you guys want to do some of your own research, you listeners, uh, look up the Mandela Effect. Look up reality shifts. Um, you know, things like that. You go deep down that rabbit hole, and it really does make you wonder if there's glitches in the system. In the, in the, in the system. It's Bernstein you know. Bears. Yeah, not to go... That's too far down the rabbit hole, but I myself have seen. Was it a T-shirt or a pen? Or no. Okay, I'll tell the story. I'm going to sound completely battered crazy, but I'm going to tell it. I'm gonna, why not? So um, back in, when I was in high school, I had this summer job as a cleaning lady, and so we'd go to people's houses and we'd clean and clean people's toilets, making really Ooh. T- terrible dollars. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it kept me busy during the summer. Did you erase a turd with your mind? (laughs) (laughs) Just stare at it. I did. Stare at it. I did. So we were at the... I even remember the exact person's house, and I could show you exactly where their house was. I remember it so well. So I was cleaning, and I was, like, dusting off a coffee table or something, and I pick up this letter that somebody had, had written, and I thought it was really unusual. I'm like, huh, why would somebody write an entire letter in red ink? So I set it down. I'm like, huh. And kind of went about my business. And I turned around and looked at the sheet of paper. And the ink was blue. I Yeah, you had yeah, the thought, I why would like, this whole thing be written in red? Crap. And I, my, my mind was blown. I thought I was going crazy. That is crazy. I didn't nuts. even tell anybody because I'm like, somebody is going to think I'm a crazy person, but I swear. You know, now that you right say that, my I eyes. that happened today. I just realized what? this. What happened? It's so funny how, like, you just kind of, like, move on in your day. Yes. So, not to bore people, but I was doing a technical drawing, and there was this one line of statement at the end of this uh, lengthy, like, legal jargon that I write all the time. And it was just there, but I remember the, the phrase being there from a, the original document that I was referencing. I copied it, literally copied and pasted it from that document. And so I look at that document today, the one that I had written, and that text is still there. It's there. And one of my engineers is like, why did you? Why is that on there? I go, oh, well, I pulled it off the other, off the original. That's why it's there. And they were like, it's, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, it is. Like, I wouldn't just write that. It was kind of an odd statement at the end of a legal like that. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. I I mean, I remember it being there, but I don't know why why it would. So I went back to the original to kind of just re-reference it, so I could kind of show him, like, "Hey, look, yeah, yeah." You and it wasn't there. It wasn't. It wasn't there. Oh. Not only wasn't there, it was no evidence of it ever having had been there. And like, but I, like I said, I vividly remembered seeing it the first time and being like, "Huh, oh, that's odd." But it's there. I have to copy it. So I did, and it was still in the one document that I made, but it was absolutely not in that in that other document. So weird. Glitch in the Matrix, man, I'm telling you. We, and you had something weird happen with Sky in her crib during that thunderstorm oh, that one I've time? Oh, I had too many. I could, I could go on and on, but okay. So, it was one. Long, yeah, long story story. Or <laughs> long story story. That can go in the bloopers. That can go in the bloopers. Anyway, oh, story. it was during a hailstorm. Yeah. Oh, oh, our house was just getting battered by hail. I think that was the summer when we had to get a new roof. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> anyway, so uh, I went upstairs to go check on Sky because it was just getting crazy. We were all going to go down in the basement. And I'm looking directly at Sky, and all of a sudden, she like completely shifts to the other side of the crib. Like, um, no, like she didn't roll. There was no transition in between. She was all of a sudden on the other side of her crib. Just within a nanosecond. Just within, like, like, a split second. And I'm like, did I blink? Was it where I was trying to, like, scientifically debunk it? Was it, like, the strobe effect from the lightning? But she went from a she sitting position from, from one side to the next. She was sleeping. She was oh. sleeping. Yes. She was an infant. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, we've had lots of different crazy things. I saw time go backwards one time. It doesn't matter how I feel. We're in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. We are. We're all programs. Mm-hmm. You guys are my favorite programs, though. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like my uh, my software needs to get defragged. Just like... <laughs> You're under my favorites tab. <laughs> I need to get defragged. Maybe. I just want to get fragged. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Well, on that note, I guess oh, that puts God. a nice little bow on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Matrix. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs>
Main mystery. What you got for us, buddy? It's me. I have something. I have notes. In a rare for in a rare turn, wow. we are in the matrix. You're prepared. Yes. You're you're picking up the slack for Pat not being here today. Pat's our Pat's our uh, research and development well, guy. Well, this is the best I got. <laughs> I mean, this is nothing. It's a tattered napkin. It's on a piece of pe- paper laying on the back of my car that that Gwen had from church. Was, uh, <laughs> well, we are paranormal dads again. So yeah, exactly. sometimes our cars smell like French fries. Sometimes we have garbage in the back that comes in handy when you that need a note. That becomes a piece of notebook. Paper. <laughs> I did my research, kids. Got my notes. Here we go. I am talking about a thing that has fascinated me for a long time. Portals. Portals. For all you nerds out there, not the video game, although that's a cool game, I might add. You actually create portals. And this is more like rips in time space, so you can actually go from one spot to another instantly. Cool. Uh, this is more about like dimensions, stuff like that. So this is where I'm going with this. So where my fascination come came from with portals was two specific times in my life. One when I lived in upstate New York as a kid, when I kind of got fascinated with Bigfoot. But at the same token, there was times when I would play in this forest that was in my backyard. We lived at the base of the, of the Adirondack Mountains. And there were spots in that forest that I swear to goodness felt weird. They just felt Thin. Mm. It's the best way I could describe. Like it felt like you were on the threshold of something that was different. Did it feel like somebody was that that feeling of somebody's looking at you? Or yes, you, tremendously. Or, right. So. Okay. Yeah. And and to the point of almost like stymieing you, like you couldn't move. Like uh, 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 like uh, and it just felt like something was special in that particular spot. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot that feeling. You know, and it happened several times. Not in the same area either. So you'd be walking around, and all of a sudden, some other new spot. You would be like, "Whoa, look, this is weird." Like animal sounds stopped. No birds. You don't hear anything. It's sure. very interesting. Um, and then as I got older, I came across this story. This is where I didn't do any real research. I just remember this t- story. Hey, listener, <laughs> <laughs> let us know who, where the story came uh, comes from. There was a poet around the. I want to say it was the late 1800s, 19th century-ish, maybe even. Um, who decided at some point, he just vanished off the face of the planet. Um, he uh, the, apparently was uh, supposed to be either in New Mexico or Mexico. Once again, I, my research is not done on this. It was actually in Nebraska. Was it Nebraska? Yes. Oh, that may be a different case. Oh, it could be a different case. Might be a different case. Okay. I don't know. But the, it was a poet who had a lot of like fascination with this type of thing, actual portals throughout the world, and apparently went to one and vanished. And it wasn't like Verbena Triangle or anything weird. It was just some spot on the land. That reminds me of A Wrinkle in Time. Kind of like that. Yes. Um, so that's where I'm coming from with you. That's where I'm at today, kids, with my research. I want to talk about seven portals on the planet Earth. Oh, is any, that, any of them close to Omaha? Uh, no, unless you in count Benson the Czech Republic being... <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> yes. No, the closest one actually uh, is Stull Cemetery. I think it actually is Stull Cemetery... Did it say Kansas? That's pretty close. We should go there, see if we disappear or not. Exactly. So if we never do another podcast, that's what happened. If if the podcast (laughs) stops. Go to Kansas and look for us. Or don't. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I just wrote them in no particular order. Uh, But one that really jumped out to me, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this. It's like called the Hoi Bacau Forest in Romania. Otherwise known as, it's near Transylvania. Oh, no. Boom! Vlad the Impaler's backyard. Yes. Watch out for the steaks. I heard they hurt. This forest. How do you like your steak? (laughs) (laughs) Right up my butt. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's what they did. They impaled right through the keister. All the way up through the mouth. I wasn't ready. They did. I watched a documentary on it. This episode I couldn't sleep for a week. Oh, Lord. I wasn't ready for that, A, now, and B, when I saw it as, like, a teenager. Yeah. Like, our teacher didn't go into specifics, but then we looked up, like, I looked up, and once again, this is pre-internet, kids, I didn't have the luxury of looking up Googlies. <laughs> I had to go to the library. And Dewey Decimal the internet waves. In the webernets. <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> How do I find Vlad the Impaler? <laughs> It was horrifying, yes, yeah, terrifying. But terrible. anyway, so this forest, the Hoi Bacau Forest, it has a giant circle somewhere in it where nothing grows. 
Nobody can explain why nothing grows in this almost perfect circle. And it's huge. It's mm. like hundreds of feet in diameter. We have one of those in our backyard. Nothing grows. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably some like cat or some weird animal or some like weed spilled weed. Maybe we're Andy and I burnt that wood that we shouldn't have burned. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think we took a year the off our life that night. We shaved off a couple. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Burning chemicals. Um, so nothing grows there. Nothing grows in this patch, this giant Weird. patch. And I wish there was, that was it, but there's more. Um, right. So it has, a, it has a storied history of people going missing in that forest. They go in, they don't come out. And then another case where a, a, a young woman went into the forest against the better advice of her friends and went missing. And then five years later, emerged off a different part of the forest, hadn't aged one day. What? Yep. yep. Hoi Bacow Forest, everybody. That's bananas. What? Yeah. It's a fountain of youth. That's crazy. Yeah. Or, oh. And she was unaware that she'd been gone that period of time. Okay. Here, just hear me out now. I got a theory. Yeah. Big, Matrix. round thing yeah. where vegetation doesn't grow. Yeah. She went missing. Yep. Uh, missing time doesn't remember it. Yeah. What if a saucer landed? What if that landed on that patch? Maybe. And, and then that, brought her back. And that's why that vegetation doesn't grow Could there. Have been. Because of the radiation. And what if she was taken aboard a ship yep. that was going close to the speed of light, which is would account for the fact that she didn't age and she doesn't remember because they used a little wand from the men in black to, to erase her, her memory. You yep. get really loud when you talk about UFOs. Sorry. I just get jacked, man. Flight of the Navigator. Just Psyched out of my Flight mind. of the Navigator. Remember that movie? I do. I that's, love what that. that's what happened to that kid. Yeah, we have, we that, have on that DVD. Movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, and the robot toxic Pee Wee Herman. He does. Oh yeah, it is Pee Wee Herman's voice, right? Uh, no, no. It was a comedian who was emulating his voice, gotcha. but I don't think it was Paul Rubens. Gotcha. He did a good um, job. He did a great job. I love it. Anyway, so Hoy Bacow Forest. Go there tomorrow if you want. Um, I will. Make, yeah, I'll just do all of them. What the heck? Uh, another one called Pluto's Gate in Turkey. It's <laughs> that sounds funny. It makes me think of Disney World. It's, it's, it's like hey, a wing of Disney hey, World. Pluto, come on here. It's, it's a gateway to hell. <laughs> I'm not oh, far. God. I'm not far. I can do a good Mickey. I'm not. I'm not far off on this. Uh, they call it Pluto's Gate, okay. and from this hole, it's a giant cave that's built into this ancient city in Turkey, and poisonous gas fumes emit from this cave. Apparently it's it's tapped into some natural spring of death gas. Oh. And people will hallucinate and have all sorts of problems, but people in the past have sworn that demons and all sorts of uh, horrible things have come out of this cave. So toxic gas coming out. I bet it's my brother down there after enchilada night is what it is. <laughs> Dave, get out of that hole. What are you doing here? <laughs> stanking up the whole country of Turkey. <laughs> Pluto's Gate or Andy's brother. <laughs> what poisonous gases coming out of that one? Um, another one. Um, the Gate of the Sun in Bolivia. It that is sounds this, fun. It is this crazy looking man made structure. Huh. That's like, once again, these ancient stone works. It's like perfectly flat. The stones all sit together, but it is basically like this thin sheet of rock in the middle of an open field. And it has hundreds of drawing or carvings of human figures with one central figure that they are assuming would be like the sun god. Mm -hmm. And the idea being that this gateway was powered by the indigenous people that lived there and were able to use it as a way to, to go to where this sun god lived to worship him. And now the gateway is no longer functional because those indigenous people are no longer there. But that's the story behind uh, the Gate of the Sun in Bolivia. Very interesting mm -hmm. on that one. These are kind of sprinkled all over the place here. They're all over the world. That's yeah. crazy. Um, I mentioned the Stull Cemetery. I didn't write down where it was from. My research is poor. I'm not like Pat. But that one's um, in the U.S. somewhere. I, it's in the U.S. I wanted to say it was Kansas. This one is a nice, ripe old Gateway to Hell. That's one. That, of that's those. the name of it? Yeah. Okay. Gateway to Hell. And, and Mr. To make, Garden Variety Gateway to just, Hell. You know, if you're going to... Exactly. <laughs> not, not a highway to hell. This is not ACDC. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a gateway to hell. Uh, like the computers. Mm. <laughs> gateway to hell. Um, and the thing is about this one was uh, witches would apparently show up into this uh, cemetery at a certain time of year and perform rituals to open this gateway to allow evil spirits to come into the world and... Uh, and the Dark Lord himself. So there we go. That's the story on that one. 
Fun times. <laughs> Maybe your brother's involved with that too with his nachos. <laughs> Maybe he shows up with a plate of. Is this where the poisonous gases are? No, he brings no, no. his Diablo sauce from Taco Bell. <laughs> Even the devil. Like, That's too hot. What? I heard it was a devil theme. It works, right? It's, it's too hot here, man. What are you doing? Get that sauce out of here. Um, let's see here. This one is in the Czech Republic. It's lovingly called the Demon Pit. It is a built over a, a built near a castle. The pit is so deep you can't see the bottom. And it is as old as the castle, if not older. And the uh, the myth behind it is that, uh, once again, evil spirits come out of it. And the story of this, the infamous story of this demon pit in the Czech Republic was that a person who was in jail for his life was given a pardon if he would allow them to lower him into the cave to describe what he could see. They lowered him into the cave. He, they got about 30 feet in, and he began screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. <laughs> and they Stopped. and they raised him up, and he had aged 30 years. That just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Dude had aged decades by being lowered into this cave and begged to never be put down there ever again and would not describe what he saw. So there's that. Hope you sleep well, kids. Oh <laughs> my god! Why do all these portals have to be evil? Like, a lot of them are happy. Be a fun portal, like it's funny you should mention the Care Bear Portal, <laughs> located in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> the Care Bear Portal. There is no Care Bear Portal. I'm sorry. <laughs> that you were serious. It's, it's, it's Toys R Us in their clothing. So quick, get there fast. <laughs> there are no Care Bear Portals. I apologize. Um, let's see here. We have oh one that I found really interesting because this is I love islands. I love islands off the coasts of certain cool countries. This is off the coast of Ireland. Oh, oh. we You're, talked about this. You so like far. leprechauns, don't you? I honey? do. You'll like this one. There's no leprechauns. This is called um, Station Island off the coast of Ireland. Um, and it, they believe that on this island, there is the actual portal that will take you to purgatory. The place where souls go when they are awaiting judgment. It's the DMV waiting room of the afterlife. Exactly. You're not happy. You're not <laughs> sad, but you're not happy. You're just kind of there, hanging out. Yeah. The the and Andy, you have and a the, you have Irish descent, yeah, correct? And that's kind of a Catholic thing. Well, maybe it's. I'm a, actually more Irish than he is. Oh yeah, I'm a Catholic. Sorry, I confused <laughs> the two. <laughs> no, I think it is a kind of a Catholic thing. But yeah, you're you're more Irish. She's like part Irish, part Native American. That's a mix. I'm a truly And I'm just mix. German. That's awesome. German. Myers. Myers. Um, the cool thing about this was that the entrance to Purgatory is rumored to have been discovered by St. Patrick. Interesting. So there's that little nugget as well. Didn't, didn't bring that up on St. Patrick's Day, but we didn't know either. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, did I get them all? Yes, there's one more. They didn't give me, uh, it's uh, in Sumeria. Mm. Or what was Sumeria, now is modern day, I think it said Iraq. Yeah, I I believe that's right. Um, Off of the Euphrates River, there is enough evidence, uh, archaeological evidence, pointing to the existence of this structure that that archaeologists believe it was potentially real. It was this large circular stargate that, um, via the hieroglyphics and other documentation around that area, shows... um, Anunnaki coming from another place into on Earth from this stargate, and the root, the uh, the understanding is that if it does exist, it's probably buried um, off the coast of the uh, off the banks of the Euphrates. And uh, Sumeria was what the most ancient human civilization that we know of. I think Sumeria and Mesopotamia, right? Those two. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, two of the most old oldest ones. Yeah. I Where, love yeah. that you picked portals. As your main mystery. I have been fascinated with portals since I can remember. I wrote a book about portals when I was in seventh grade. Actually, particularly the Bermuda Triangle, but it had a lot of... Other portals. Portals within. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I have actually seen a portal myself. Really? Yeah. So this was about ten years ago, and I was in an apartment. I was sleeping, and... I was awoken by this weird, like, woo, woo, woo noise. And I was so freaked out. I could see, like, my eyes were closed. I was afraid to open my eyes. And I saw, like, green flashing in front of my eyes. 
as I was hearing this noise, and finally I open my eyes and I see in the corner of our bedroom, and like the uh, up near the ceiling, I swear, I saw like this weird black and green swirling matrix. What? Yes. Back to matrix. Yes. And I know I was asleep, but I woke up and I was fully conscious because I remember just being absolutely terrified to open my eyes, but it was there. Ugh. It was there. I I have had um, instances where nothing like that, like I wish I would have, I wish I'd have that. Like you'd see something with your own eyes. Um, I've had this and I've been able to self-replicate it enough that it works for me. I, I hesitate so far as to call it a portal, like a physical portal, but it becomes kind of a mental one for me. And when I go to bed, I picture like a, a red kind of ball. And the more I focus on it, the more I feel like my kind of like body kind of getting light. And I'm not even sleeping yet. I'm not even asleep. I'm still awake. But I just enter into this state of complete chill. And and then at some point I feel kind of detached. And then I eventually fall asleep. But it's a whole like several long minutes of a self a self kind of projection, if you will, into into a what I mentally call a portal. But it's, just but like it's a happy a, place. It's yeah. a happy place. It's like astral projection. It's kinda. Kind of, yeah. That's cool. That's buddy. Very yeah. cool. It's fun. I do. I do that a lot. I did it more often than I do now, but I did it for quite a while. I, I too, uh, am fascinated by portals, and I'm per- exceptionally fascinated by a particular portal in our city. By the way, there is a town. It is now dead. It's a dead ghost town. Literally, it's a ghost town. What? That was called Portal, Nebraska. Do you know about this? I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. So Portal, Nebraska was very close to where we used to live, our house. Um, it is a was a small town between where we lived and Papillion. So and, between Millard and Papillion? Kind of. Yeah. Like you go... Basically, the best description of it now is um, 108th Street past Giles. Okay. If okay. you know where that's yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the pocket... Portal Road. There's a road called Portal Road. That's where Portal, Nebraska <gasps> used to... To be. What? Yeah. Weird. It's, That's crazy. It's a ghost. It's gone. Gone forever. Now it's uh, immortalized as a road. And so what has always stuck with me, and there are some like ghost stories surrounded in that area of town about that like school, that, that, that teacher or whatever, uh, like the old Western front, like frontier teacher um, who ended her students' lives, if you know that story. <laughs> I don't know that nope. one. We'll get into that at a different yeah, time. But <laughs> the main mystery in a future episode. But the point is, there's a town called Portal, and the more I learned about that pocket of Sarpy County, Nebraska, the more interesting it got. And there was like this house that we swore had a ghost in it that was in a, around that area. And what I'm getting at is there's there to me there's a little bit of mystery in that area that has not been truly like unearthed yet, and at some point more time different time, do some research into Portal, Nebraska. That's crazy. Yeah, very cool. But I I am utterly fascinated by the idea of pockets of area like physical space on this planet that we can go to right now that has a thinning of reality between our world and something else. I love that idea. Love it. I, I my only experience that that I think might fit into the category of a portal was uh, just a few years ago. We were actually living right here in this house. Uh, we live in Northwest Omaha, and I walked out to the front yard one day to let our dog Zico out to go potty, and I look over to my left, and it was broad daylight, clear blue sky, middle of the afternoon, and I look out, and I don't know five, six, seven houses down the block, I see a translucent tunnel i guess you would call it the size of a semi truck what massive basically it shot diagonally out of one yard and across the street and over the houses across the street so diagonally across the whole width of the street and this thing was moving Uh, a quarter second maybe a half a second long enough that i could actually see it and it wasn't out of the corner of my eye it was dead on like i was physically looking down that that part of the neighborhood and I saw it square on. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was gone quickly. wasn't a reflection. wasn't uh, a feather close to my eye, anything like that. This thing was massive, and I don't know what it was. Wow. The only thing I could ever even fathom is that it was some sort of a portal. 
you Weird. know, something, something or somebody was being transported from one place to another mm-hmm. in a in an in a instant. Man, Cuckoo-ca-choo. I swear, <laughs> that is the one thing. Once again, it kind of does tie into a Matrix type thing. I mean, if you have a program, then there's all sorts of ways to write different things in it that would allow you to skip around and do whatever. I uh, maybe somebody was dropping in some data. Exactly. You know, who knows? You know, who knows? There's another story of a Nebraska farmer that in the, gosh, I don't even know when it was. I think it was the early 1900s. He was outside doing something with his farm, and um, all of a sudden he just disappeared. And mm-hmm. his family could hear him outside crying. They could hear him crying, but they could not see him. They could not figure out where he was. That gave me goosebumps. And he That's never crazy. turned up. He never turned up. They never found him. That's crazy. Uh. Is that, that terrifying? That is terrifying. You can hear this person, but you can't see them. That's like that's like a upside upside down level uh, Stranger Things right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. I I am thoroughly fascinated by this, and it's one of the things that I do feel like has. It has validity I, to me, but I wish there was more like scientific yeah. stuff with this, you know. But it, I, I guess it's just hard to start breaking those kinds of things down. I mean, there's, they seem like the, probably the, one of the more complicated paranormal events to try to document. You I, know? Would, I would have to agree. Yeah, but but still plausible. I mean, there's just so much about the world that we don't know, and just because we haven't explained it yet doesn't mean it it can't exist. Right? Oh, exactly. I yeah. You know, and that's the job of science, right? Is to remain open-minded about things that haven't yet been explained yet. I mean, isn't that what the whole idea of? A, I mean, aren't wormholes not yet really? They're all theory right now, right? There's no such thing as a. They're theory, but the, but the what? physics checks out. <laughs> right. 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 So I mean, the, the Einstein Rosenbridge. Right. Know, the, in space. Uh, in space. But couldn't that maybe exist in a smaller pocket on Earth in a way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something kind of creepy to go along with that. They just discovered that our Milky Way galaxy has thousands of black holes. Yeah. Just saw that. I, I heard that, but it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. How like, do they know that? Like, they're How legit they black holes? They're legitimate black holes. Like, they could measure gravity being pulled in, in like... 10,000 10, black holes. And some are moving. Measuring. Some are yeah. moving. Yeah, I don't know. That's one too many vacuum cleaners mm-hmm. for my liking. <laughs> Here we are, this tiny speck sitting on a pile of carpet as the vacuum goes by. I just can't wrap my head around black holes. Where does it go? You know, I just want to know where it goes. I know. I know. How I mean, does something become nothing? It had, like... You know, if I if I right here, if I throw my phone on the ground and it shatters, it's still going to exist. It'll just be in little bitty parts. But I don't think you can throw it as hard as a black hole can can crush. Things. I don't know. I'm pretty strong, Eddie. Because it's true, you are. <laughs> I, I, I those things. This is we're getting into also. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we're I am. But I mean, they're kind of a portal, right? Yeah. I mean, if you could survive to the end of it, what would you find? You know. What if you jump into a black hole and you you pop out and you're just against a. Bl- uh, black backdrop and you're looking at your identical twin that you never knew you had there you go that's you know creepy. it's like twilight zone you know yeah, end scene sounds like a horror movie yeah i don't like that or or an <laughs> evil version of you that takes over for you like bad eddie you're trapped here i'm taking over now no <laughs> well all these ones you rattled so, off were really ominous portals i want there to be a happy one like a Oh, we discovered a, a portal in Argentina where little Smurfs jump out of it, and it, it rains Skittles. What about... You know? Well, at least we have a melancholy one. You're in purgatory. It's not, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not evil. It's not good. It's not bad. <laughs> I like to think the Gate of the Sun in Bolivia was a happy place. Happy. It doesn't seem like that a lot of negativity happened in that one, so we'll go with that one as a place to go. And maybe even the, uh, the one in Sumeria was just the Anunnaki came through and taught them technology, high fives. Which of those are thought to be alien, an alien race, correct? Yeah, Anunnaki, uh, the thought being that they would be a superior um, alien race. And a lot of people even think maybe humans from another time that came back to help maybe set things right in a way that in another timeline didn't go so well. Like Atlantis. Like Like the Atlantis theory. Yeah. I believe. Like, you know, these aren't aliens, it's just us. Just, you know, 10,000 years in the future. But, uh, but yeah, there are a couple happy ones. Just, you know, it's kind of hard to compete against, you know, Pluto's gate with poisonous gases coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys and girl, 
Uh, I think this was a good episode. I think so, too. I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I think it was good. It was fun. Yeah. And special thanks to Kenzie for agreeing to be on here. Uh, our first know, paranormal mom. Yeah, paranormal mom. And I paranormal think, mom, and high five. Mother's Day. Pop. That was a good one. Mm. I like that. Paranormal kiss. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. I'm alone! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, anyway, we, we miss Pat today, but as we as our title says, we're paranormal dads. We have families, we have things that come up, we have work things, and, oh, yeah. you know, uh, but but the good news is we, we have uh, paranormal friends and family who can always jump in at a moment's notice, so... Oh, exactly. Pat will be back next time, and we might... In the future, do a very special episode where it's uh, all three of the paranormal mons. We'll let them hog the microphone, and uh, I think that'd be a really fun idea as well. Just get a whole different perspective right there. But we want to thank everybody for uh, sharing and liking us on Facebook and Twitter and all that fun stuff. And and uh, yeah, I guess in the meantime, be your own Care Bear portal. <laughs> Should we get t-shirts made that say that? We should. We should. We should. Oh, my God. Well, special thanks to freesound.org for providing us with some of the uh, music and sound effects for this episode. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, hit us up at paranormaldads at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram and and Facebook and all that stuff that the kids are using nowadays. And uh, Twitter pages and the Twitter tweets. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter tweets. Snap faces and the book chats. All right. Well, and if you don't hear anything from us ever again, it's because we slipped down a portal. So there you go. And also a special thank you to our sponsor, um, GlowStickPortal.com, for all of your glow stick and rave needs. It's better not be the Matrix because I'm getting weird. Thank you all so much. All right. right. Now I have to whiz so bad.